Friday was actually a pretty big news day uh, as we kept going throughout the day. Of course, early in the morning, we had a bipartisan uh, broad swath of people from various sectors, from laborers to municipal leaders to state house leaders, uh, talking about energy policy. Uh, and then all of a sudden, as the day progressed, uh, more news dropped, including without much fanfare other than a press release. Uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker announced that he signed new maps that were passed by the Democratic supermajority at the State House. And these maps are the legislative boundaries that are going to dictate who ultimately you vote for uh, for the next 10 years. To join us to talk about that and also we'll talk about the energy package is State Representative Tim Butler here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Representative, thanks for taking time this morning. How are you doing? Absolutely. Happy to be in here. So um, the MAPS issue, you uh, were on the uh, uh, committee for map making uh, and you guys asked tons of questions about data, about transparency, about openness, about wanting to hear from uh, community groups. What's your takeaway from the governor signing this with um, not really holding a press conference but just a just a press release and he's well, not holding a press conference today by the way yeah, I so noticed, i noticed there's nothing again on his schedule today as has been uh, a lot of the case lately you know uh, i think this uh, just proves that this was a done deal from the beginning that uh, the democrats had decided early on that they were going to jam maps through the general assembly without the data needed we don't we still don't have the decennial census data which is needed to truly draw the maps uh, the governor now has gone back on his word uh, to the people of Illinois for uh, the fact on two occasions, one to support a bipartisan, nonpartisan, really commission uh, led by the citizens, but also to veto a map that is partisanly drawn. Uh, so those are two promises that he made to the people of Illinois uh, that he has broken. And it's unfortunate because uh, these maps are um, um, what will determine the future of the Illinois General Assembly for the next 10 years. I'm certain they will be litigated. My, my, my guess is there's so many groups that have come out in opposition to these that I'm, I'm certain that I'm sure there will be uh, lawsuits over it. There, there's, there's litigation every 10 years over redistricting. Um, but, it, but really, at the end of the day, this is on the governor's lap. Uh, he could have led the General Assembly in a different direction. Uh, he could have put pressure on the Democratic leadership to come up with an alternative. But he did not, and he signed maps that, that are purely uh, drawn for Democrats' advantage. When he was... Uh holding a press conference in his office on Tuesday, uh, he did uh, take some questions about the map. Uh, one question I asked was, well, you know, we're going to get census data at some point. Uh, what do we do then? And ultimately, he said that, you know, we'll probably have to come back and maybe adjust some things. Does that at least offer a window of, you know, once we get the data, then we could see these maps adjusted even more? Because there's like 40,000 people that aren't included in these maps, apparently. Well, it's it's at least 40,000. And but but the the thing at the end of the day is, and we've been very consistent about this on the Republican side. We don't want politicians drawing the maps. Uh, and so, just because uh, you know you come back with the data and, and rejigger the lines a little bit, um, doesn't get it out of the fact that these were drawn in a partisan manner by politicians picking the people that they represent. And I think that's that's what the Illinoisans should really be upset about uh, is that uh, we again see that the legislative leaders, the the Democrats in the legislature, draw the maps to their political advantage. You know, I saw the speaker yesterday uh, on an interview on one of the Sunday shows uh, who said that these maps uh, look uh, a lot the same as they did 10 years ago, which which is just not the case. Uh, you, it doesn't pass the eye test or the smell test to hear the speaker say that. And we know that they were drawn to a partisan advantage. The, 
the in their own legislation that they passed on on the, the remaps it indicated they were drawn for a partisan advantage so again um you know, I, I think this is something that the governor has gone back on his word. And if they come back and, and adjust the maps, it just shows that they weren't truthful right now in wanting to draw the maps to the best of their ability. They just wanted to draw them to, to pick up more seats. That's what it was. We're talking with State Representative Tim Butler here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, why should people care about this? Why should they care about how the maps are drawn and whether or not their communities split into two, three, or held whole? Why does this matter? Well, I think it matters because if you live in the city of Springfield now on the near west side in Springfield uh, your state representative could very well be from Decatur which you know I think some people may be fine with but I think the majority of people in Springfield get frustrated with the fact that you know someone from Decatur is the person that that's representing because we aren't I mean even though we share a lot of similarities with with Decatur we're not the same community and when you look at especially downstate democratic seats in in the Springfield Decatur area, in the Champaign area, in the Peoria area, in the Quad Cities, even up in Rockford, you see that Democrat health seats large, stayed largely the same. So those people get to continue to represent the, the people that they, they have, whereas districts like mine get completely blown up and thrown to the four winds because because they're trying to, to create better advantage for the for the Democrats. And I think people get really frustrated when uh, at each successive 10 years, they get drawn into a completely different district that they don't know who the representatives are. Uh, and, and they get drawn in with people from from different communities. And so I think I think people need to be upset of the fact that politicians carve up the people um, to to benefit themselves as politicians, and that's just not the way it should be. We're talking with State Representative Tim Butler here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, 816 now. Uh, and, of course, we'll see more uh, fallout from the maps. I know uh, Republican leaders are holding uh, another news conference today at some point to address this. Uh, and uh, we'll see if any lawsuits are filed. We're also going to talk with Madeline Dubeck from Change Illinois coming up a little bit later on this hour. Other issues at the State House, though. Uh, you guys left with a, a budget that uh, was part of uh, you uh, left with a whole bunch of other legislation that was ultimately passed. Nothing addressed with the Foyd card. Uh, I guess just react to that really quick. <laughs> we still there's no there's no resolution there. Well, I think you know the the Foyd issue is one that that has uh, a lot of us just continue to be frustrated at the backlog in Foyd. Um, it is definitely. Um, one of the top casework issues that we have daily. I have people contacting my office daily with delays in the FOID card, delay in their CCL, new applications, renewals, and so on. And we need we need to get to a point where where the state police do a much better job with this. Now there was some legislation that potentially could have assisted the state police, but I don't. I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot of things with that legislation I did not like, not the least of which is fingerprinting for for FOID cards, which I think is a huge violation of your constitutional rights to have to submit the fingerprints to to be able to uh, exercise your, your constitutional right on the Second Amendment. But at the end of the day, this is something that I think um, the state police uh, and Director Kelly need to need to grab by the horns and make sure that, that we're getting this backlog knocked down on, on FOID cards. And I think they need to do a better job explaining to the people of Illinois what the problem is. You know, a lot of people... A lot of people who who have renewals for the FOID card don't realize that because of governor's executive order that your FOID card's extended for another eighteen months right. or past the end of the pandemic. That kind of stuff needs to they need to go on the offensive, explaining to the people what's going on and explaining to why there's why this huge huge backlog. I think a lot of us in the general assembly want to help them because we want our constituents to be able to freely exercise their rights. 
But obviously, there's a lot of things at play here, uh, with including a lot of people who are who are anti Second Amendment people uh, who want to do a lot of uh, a lot of things in legislation as well. State Representative Tim Butler here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. So nothing uh, conclusive passed the House and the the Senate when it comes to Foyd. So that's still an unresolved issue. Something else that people were expecting to happen at some point, but didn't was an energy deal. Um, we've heard from the governor. He says, hey, a deal's come together. We're going to try to get it into bill form. We've heard the leaders of both uh, uh, Democratic caucuses in the House and Senate saying that, uh, yeah, their their members are discussing things, and there seems to even be bipartisan support to a degree, uh, with the likes of uh, Senator Sue Rezin and Representative David Welter saying we need to get something so that we can keep the nuclear facilities open. You were part of the news conference, bipartisan news conference here in Springfield. What's going on here, and how uh, how should we approach this? Well, I was uh, after I saw some comments yesterday by by the speaker uh, and the governor uh, saying that we had a deal on energy. I texted uh, Representative Welter, who's the lead Republican House Republican negotiating, said that was news to him oh, wow. that there's a deal because he's been advocating not only for the nuclear fl- fleet, which is very important to his district, especially in the northern part of the state, but for what we had the news conference on Friday. Friday, the defending CWLP, defending Prairie State Generation because of because of what they mean to the people uh, of downstate Illinois, especially. And if we close these um, coal, state-of-the-art clean coal technology, they came under uh, came online under President Obama. If we close these facilities prematurely, not only will the the taxpayers be on the hook for paying a decade plus worth of bonds. Um, that we won't be able to use the facilities, but it will negatively impact our baseload generating power in the state in the state of Illinois, including the fact that here in CWLP, you don't know if you go home at night and we take Dalma Fourth Line if your lights are going to come on. Very honestly, because we're going to have to pull it from somewhere else in the MISO grid, uh, probably from coal-fired power plants in Kentucky and Indiana, which is which is kind of humorous when you, when you think about that. So I think there needs to really be a lot of thought put into this, the importance of these two facilities to the state of Illinois, and plus the fact that if, if we're giving sweetheart deals to a company like Exelon, who, by the way, whose CEO made $15 million last year, if we're giving sweetheart deals to a company like Exelon, which, hey, I'm all for keeping the nuclear fleet on, but we need to protect the assets that are owned by the citizens of Illinois at Prairie State and, and at CWLP. State Representative Tim Butler here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I know you had a written statement about this, and that's where you kind of wanted to leave it, but I feel I'd be neglecting my uh, my, my journalistic integrity if I didn't have you address uh, the, the issue between you and, and State Senator Doris Turner, uh, which, you know, she had some, some language people may consider charged on her uh, Facebook and her Twitter page about a bill concerning capital township uh and and last week you did share that you know people need to be uh better than this uh but uh you know have you have you gotten any apology from her have you gotten any indication from her that her her statement may have crossed a line well we uh we spoke at the news conference on friday and, and had a chuckle about a few other things uh she did not uh apologize or bring up anything about her statement and that's you know that's that's on senator turner i, I look I, i've been around this game for a long time uh, i find ways to work with people and i think it's up to senator turner to explain her comments they weren't my comments certainly i'm someone who believes that we have way too many levels of government uh, in the state of illinois i'm somebody who believes in in a place like capital township where the duties are being carried out of the township by other governmental officials. There's no reason to duplicate the the level of services. But obviously, Senator Turner disagrees with me on that. Uh, and look, um, again, she's she's going to have to explain her words. Uh, I'm sure she'll have to explain them for a long time. Uh, for me, I'm just going to continue to move forward and try to do the best things for the people that I uh, that I represent. How do you do that? Um 
with distancing yourself from falling into those rhetorical traps, right? And to, you know, listen, I mean, partisan politics is partisan politics, but sometimes, I mean, rhetoric can kind of fuel things in a really bad way. Well, certainly what we say matters. And that's that's what I said in the statement the other day. You know, the Speaker of the House took to Twitter to say that, say that he was at war, which means he's at war with Republicans. Uh, the next day, Senator Turner comes out with her statement. And look, I try to measure my words a lot. Sometimes I might get a little, a little cranked might, up. You might throw, things. you might, might throw things. I may throw things, but that yeah. came out of frustration for the citizens that I that I that I represent, and, and a bill being bottled up. But I, I mean, my direct, um, you know, words towards uh, towards other members, I really try to measure a lot. I might uh, be frustrated with the governor, the speaker, things like that. But I really try to k- stay away from personal attacks and things like that. And I think those of us in, in elected uh, positions need to realize that that's the case. And so. Social media is such a powerful fl- platform these mm-hmm. days, and it's really easy when you're sitting at home with your fingers on your phone to type something out that maybe you should think about, maybe you should sleep on. I've done that before, whether it's a text message or an email. Yeah, maybe I should just sit on this one for a while. And I would, I would recommend to some of my colleagues, maybe that's a good thing, good thing to do. And if you're only doing it to inflame a situation, maybe it's not the right thing to do. So look, I'm somebody who can, uh, we get in these positions to work in a collaborative fashion with whoever else is elected. And that's how I approach the job. Whether you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, Green, whatever you want to do, I'll work with you to try to get things done. I might not agree with you. I might not agree with you a lot of times, but I'm there to work with people, and that's that's the way that I'm going to approach the job. State Representative Tim Butler here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Greatly appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk again soon, all right? Thanks, Bishop.